So, Matt, it's been a while since we uh, last spoke. You've been playing any games? Well, you know, I've been playing the usual Hollow Knight uh, and actually uh, some new genres for myself. You know, oh. I've played a baseball game. Mm-hmm. I've played uh, some Mahjong. Uh, Virtual Fighter 2 was actually one of the games I've been playing. Also, you know, a, a little bit of dating sims. Ha- hang on, again. hang on, Matt. Those are just Yakuza minigames, aren't they? Shut up, Tom. It's Tom and Matt Attack. Yakuza, Yakuza, Yakuza. It's always Yakuza, isn't it, Matthew? What do you mean, Tom? It's almost <laughs> as if the the unofficial game of this podcast is uh, the Yakuza series. It's almost it, as if that's all I play anymore. It just felt like, uh, uh, what was it, 6 came out recently, and now we've got the remake of 2. Kiwami 2, yeah? No, it's just called... Out. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it is Kiwami 2. Oh, that's yeah, what it's, it's called, yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, 6 came out. I can't remember if it was April or May. I think it was April because I think I'd completed it by the time I got married. So, yeah. And then this came out in August. Admittedly, though, there should have been a longer window between 6 and Kawami 2. 6 was originally supposed to come out on Valentine's Day, I think. All oh, right, but okay, But then yeah. they delayed it. Because it's quite a, a busy time for Sega releases because I actually saw a tweet from Sega uh, saying which of these games are you getting because they're all coming out in a few weeks of each other and Shenmue mm-hmm. was on there and their Hospital Sim, Two Point Hospital I think it's called. I need to get that. I'm really? so Yeah, I'm so excited by that. I love Theme Hospital. Okay, because that's, yeah, it seems to be rather popular but sort of came from nowhere really. Yeah. Cool. It's a sp- spiritual successor from the guys who made Theme Hospital and then yeah, of course, Kaiwami's just come out as well. And Shenmue. Um, and Shenmue, but you know, Kaiwami. Shenmue. I mean, it, sh- it shouldn't have really been a choice for you, Tom, when you were picking the games. This is like, well, one of the best games ever made, or Shenmue 1 and 2. Uh, and... Hang on, isn't Shenmue, in my opinion, one of the best games ever made? Uh, I don't know, Tom. We'll let history decide. Let's well, see. Let, I'll let you talk Based about on the sales figures of um, Yakuza and Shenmue, which one does the best? Well, Anyways, I don't know. We don't know, do we? But I've seen a lot of interest in Shenmue online, at least. I've seen a lot of people playing them Yakuza's. Maybe it's the echo chambers. We I think it's just on. the people we follow on Twitter or whatever. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's a thing now. Maybe it's just like, you know, are you a Sonic or a Mario person? Are you a Yakuza or a Shenmue person? Yeah, Who to knows? me, the world seems to be crazy about Shenmue again. But to you, maybe you're not seeing those uh, statements. I'm not, no, I'm just seeing people very bitter of the love and affection Shenmue seems to be getting, and then people complaining why aren't other games being remastered. And then Onimusha gets remastered, so now everyone seems to be happy again. Hmm, yeah, yeah, that was an odd choice, uh, I thought. Yeah, that was a weird thing last week of just like, you know, Streets of Rage 4 getting announced and coming out of the woodwork, and everyone Yeah, going, well, that's oh, my exciting, God. I think, Streets of Rage. I mean, I was excited when they said, oh my god, it's a HD remastered of Onimusha. And then I, I saw it and was like, oh man, you've just upraised the PS2 game. You didn't Kaiwami this. You didn't, like, remake the game for the oh, next no, gen. Oh no, I, I just... mean, but you could argue Shenmue still looks pretty impressive and that's just a port. 
I mean, it is also a, a Dreamcast game, so it did have the 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 leg up. Like, well, on I a mean, there's not many games that got the attention. I bet Shenmue, at least in places, more attention to detail than Yakuza still. Mm, I don't know, Tom. I don't know, honestly. Like, replaying Yakuza 2... Like, I, I honestly, I was very tepid about playing it again because as i've talked about on this very podcast probably about this time last year i loved that game like the only game (sighs) like (laughs) cal loves orange soda tom okay that's a lot yeah um i do i do i do but i was afraid of playing it because i played uh the first kiwami the remake of the first game and was like oh man this game's not aged very well there's a load of like filler in here for no reason Mm. A lot of the the sub menus and a lot of the mini games are just really annoying. Oh God, what's Yakuza Two going to be like? I hope it holds up. Yeah. Well, Tom, I'm happy to say the game's still really fucking good. Have you like, played it a lot then since you got? I've it? played like twelve hours of it, and I'm only on chapter six out of sixteen. Wow, you play video I'm... games in comparison to me. <laughs> that's uh, yeah, I... a lot more than I've spent on Shenmue, for example, but. I have not played a lot of video games recently. In fact, uh, before I went to Paris, I think I'd put... Like, we didn't podcast for a week or two because I didn't really have anything to talk about because I'd played Hollow Knight for maybe half an hour. But, yeah, man. This oh, this game is so good. Yeah, that's it's a good point. Like... It's not like it's any video game. It's, it's Yakuza, so you really do get into them. I do, yeah. And, like, this time around, and, like, the first time I was playing it, I'm actually doing all of, like, the side missions and stuff because I'm like, well... It's gonna be a it's gonna be a long while before I play any of the Yakuza game because the Fist of the North Star game is gonna come out, but I'm not too bothered about mm. it. I'll get it, but as I've already played half of it in Chinese, I'm like, okay, well, it'll be good to see the story, but I know none of the side quests and content are really on par with the regular Yakuza game. Mm. So it's like, oh well, I'll enjoy this one while I can. I'll soak in all of the things. And it's kind of funny because I've got to the point where a lot of my skills are maxed. And I've got another 10 chapters of the game because I've done all the side content. Mm. So I've been really getting my teeth into it and really enjoying it. Is it easy now for you? Is it like, is it like a challenge? I can walk normal. like Because I played it on easy the first couple of games I played. Because I was like, well, I want to play it on easy because I'm only here for the story. I don't care about the combat system. Yeah, when you said I could walk normal, I thought, well, how does he normally walk? Oh, man. <laughs> Like uh, the Ministry of Silly Walks, I walk a bit like John Cleese. Yeah. No, I honestly, I've I'm debating putting it up to hard because I can just breeze through everything. Like, I've well, got is that my, the point I've of got... Yakuza? Is it meant to be a particularly challenging, frustrating, difficult, difficult game? Because I mean, some compare of the it to are... Shenmue. Yeah. Shenmue isn't hard, really. No, it's more about the experience of playing it than yeah. it is about any sort of difficulty level. And I mean, I think the same can be said of Yakuza, to be honest. Yeah. But I just, I breeze through fights so easily. You can make so it easily. harder, which you can't do on Shenmue, I, I don't no. think. No. Especially after playing, because it's the same engine as 6, is worth mentioning. Like, So was the original Kiwami, but I feel that this game follows on from 6 a lot closer than the first one did. Whereas when they were trying to be super true to like all of the skill trees and stuff from Yakuza 1 with that first remake, they've just mm. realised, hang on. We we learned so much more since making this game. 
and there's a lot of passion behind Yakuza 2. It is regarded as one of the best games in the series, not by myself, but by the internet at large. So let's refine it and let's take all the things we've learned in making these other like 12 games in the series and then put them onto Yakuza 2. Okay, and, it just and it's positive, it so it's not a mess. It's like they, they, they've taken all that good stuff and they've not. Oh, absolutely. Not... Clear, yeah, man. okay, good. And the story, like I said, the story is so good. Well, that's not changed. No, but Did it's they just like... extra stuff? They have done, yeah. Um, so Does there's that a whole... way at all? Or? No, weirdly enough. Like, there's a, a whole thing where they've they've clearly tried to put the, the mini-games from Yakuza 6 into this game because obviously they've built the systems around them. So there's a thing where, Kiri, you can run a host bar... Um, and you do that for a little bit, and I was like, oh, mm. God, I hope they don't shoe on loads of things like this in, but it's all right. And then one one sad thing, actually, even though the mini game itself is quite enjoyable, is, spoiler for Yakuza Koami, mild one, there's a, a bit in the original Yakuza 2 where you meet Majima for the first time, and it's like in the fifth chapter of the game, so not that far away from where I am now. And, you know, your, your only experience of of Majima by the time you've played the first Yakuza and then into the second is he's a bit crazy and that there's something between him and Kiryu you don't realise that he's a really good character or you don't realise he's like a psycho with a heart of gold and all this and so you you go to find him for the sake of helping the Tojo clan which is the, the Yakuza clan that Kiryu's a part of and you go to this construction site and in the first game I remember it being like a really like powerful moment of you walking through this construction site and it just being super dark and there was this one hut that was apparently like Majima's hut is the only thing lit up and you're like oh shit so when you say the first game there you mean the original two I do mean the original two yeah and so you walk in there and you're like oh god this this is all going to kick off in a second and then it doesn't. And it's like an anti-climax thing, but it's such a really powerful moment because of your expectations of the character. And then they cut that out to you because you don't need to do that. And then what was in the first instance of Yakuza 2 a big like street brawl with you and Majima fighting a load of people becomes the clan creator that they introduced in Yakuza 6. So it's kind of like a top-down strategy thing of you deploying units I've all seen, over. I've actually seen that in a trailer. Have you seen the Song and Dance trailer for you? Yes, yes, I have. Yeah, yeah. I saw that the other day. So it's a fun minigame, but it's just like, oh, these are really, like, these are moments that stick in my head about that game. I was like, oh, it's kind of a shame they took those out. But, yeah, you know. I don't know how I'd feel if they change aspects of Shenmue. I probably would be similar to you. Because these are games, you know, that we feel so strongly about and have such uh, connections to them. Yeah. I think we can say that safely about these two games for us. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, this was the game that, like, I played the first one, I really enjoyed it. And then the second one sent me down the rabbit hole of playing, like, absolutely everything Yakuza because I loved it so much. Mm. But honestly, like, the story is so good. I'm playing it again going, like, Man, this game is incredible. I'm so glad that more people are going to get a chance to experience it now. Okay. Yeah, but uh, honestly, like, I have nothing bad to say about it. Like I said, other than like one or two iconic, I I I'd done a, a quick bit of internet research before I started playing it and said like, okay, what has changed, what hasn't changed? Because I didn't do a lot of the side story stuff, like I said. So one or two of those are apparently taken out. But also, like, I saw a big thing that one of the streets you can go down 
isn't in this game because they didn't make it for Yakuza 6. Oh. And so, like, the internet on the subreddit for Yakuza was in uproar about the vibe of this one street, and I was just like, I can't even remember what street that was. <laughs> like, I can't yeah. believe the people weren't upset about, like, the Majima entrance, and then they're upset about a street that you literally just run down and nothing happens in not being there. It's really weird. The internet's a strange place. People get excited, upset about weird things. Uh, I heard yeah. uh, the headlines about Spider-Man's puddles. Oh, yeah. But I didn't think it was about the puddles, puddles, puggles, puddles. The puggles. I can't say puddles now. But (laughs) when I saw the screenshot comparison, I wasn't looking at the puddles. I was like, oh, well, they're laid out a bit differently, right? Yeah. But I just saw the lighting look different. Yeah, but I I think that's the thing behind the puzzle. The puddles. God, you've got me unable to say puddles now. Um, It's that much like Dark Souls did in the past with its lighting, much like The Witcher did, people are sceptical when they see a re-rendered shot of something because mm. they feel like they've pre-ordered something based on one yeah, expectation well, and see something new. I just don't care. Like, No, yeah, especially when they're getting in specifics, like, just like that. I, I've heard no end of blinking Spider-Man stuff. You can't escape it online. You know, I'm sure it'll be great, but... I can't say it's a game I'm particularly uh, looking forward to. I mean, I would play it if the I was in... The action adventure to sink hours and hours into. Yeah, but I still... Like, I almost bought God of War yesterday, and I was just like, I should buy God of War. I've heard nothing but good things about God of War. Mm. When it comes to, like, December, and we need to start talking about Game of the Year stuff, I should probably have played God of War. Yeah. But at the same time, I also not played Horizon. and I was No, like, oh, I haven't. I could borrow both of these games from someone. I'm not going to get it. And I'll probably do the same thing with Spider-Man. But, mm. yeah, I don't know. I've not I, got I, that... Sorry. I've not got that love of Spider-Man. Like, no, no. I, I like have. Spider-Man, but... Me too. Yeah. Maybe when it's cheap. But uh, you mentioned God of War and uh, Horizon there. Two games which I think it's safe to say look very good. They look like next-gen games, visually. Yeah. Um, I played Shadow of the Beast the other day, the remake, or reimagining, or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, and I hadn't been wowed by a game's graphics in a long time, but that game, I mean, it's worth uh, looking at again. It's it's beautiful. And I've played, you know, a few modern games recently, and, and no other game has made my jaw drop like that. Has. I think it's something about the art direction of it. Yeah. As well, it's a fairly simplistic game, and I think it was heavily criticised for being that when it came out. But the visuals are just gorgeous; some of the the best I've ever seen. It does look very nice. Yeah, uh, but there are certain set pieces. There's a certain level with these massive walkers, and if you remember the front cover to Shadow of the Beast, there were these machines, these long-legged machines, and seeing those uh, Roger Dean paintings come to life is like yeah, it's a it's a blinking work of art i mean it may not be a game a game you have to play but it's a game you have to look at i mean i certainly think it deserves a lot more attention i think it's it's ever got really people just uh you know slagged it off when it came out from what i remember but i mean to be honest it's probably going to be better than my memories of shadow of the beast we had it on the commodore so i don't really remember it being very good ah yes of course shadow of the beast on the amiga was one of the best looking games of its time and mm-hmm. I think really when going into this Shadow of the Beast, they were like, we're going to make it as good looking as we can 
to you know follow the legacy of the original. But yeah. I've gone off on a tangent there because we were talking, we're comparing Yakuza and talking about Shenmue. Um, yeah. But I had to mention that. No, it's okay. I had um, to mention that. It's worth uh, checking out again if you haven't played that game. Maybe I'll give it a look. I imagine it's pretty cheap now. Well, just go online and, and look at it. Uh, yeah. Like level three or something uh, was particularly good looking. It's in a forest with these walkers anyway. Okay, Check it out if, it you get, if you get time. Can I talk about Shenmue? Let me talk about one last <sighs> thing with Yakuza. Okay. And then I'm done. I've got okay. my quarter. Go on, no, there's go a on. very interesting thing in Yakuza 2 that wasn't there the first time around. And it's called the Majima Saga. Oh, right. And as I've said, when you first play the original Yakuza, you, you're introduced to Majima. He's a crazy dude with an eye patch. You fight him twice, and you don't really know why you're fighting him, because he seems like he's a good guy, even though you're having these fights with him, because he wants to be stronger than Kiryu. Cuts to the second one. He's left the Tojo clan. You don't know why. You go find him, and then he's working in construction. And it's never really explained why. He just says, like, ah, I didn't want to be in the Tojo clan anymore. I'm too free-spirited to be a Yakuza, blah, 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 blah. And this actually then fills in that gap. Okay, of why so he left good, the Tojo clan. And it's actually really interesting. They've done a weird thing with it, though. And I guess it's to get A, get people to play through Kaiwami, but it's also to keep the people who would literally just play the game, play the Majima stuff, and then get off it, I think, involved in the game. Is that it's kind of given to you episodically as you're going through the game. Hmm. Whereas I would just want to play it on its own. But I would bet money that whatever Yakuza 7 is, or whatever next spin-off of the Yakuza series we get, you will play as Majima. Okay, based on what you've experienced in this Based on the fact that they've bothered to give him a very extensive combat system Hmm. in this game, because he plays very differently to Kiryu. If you remember me gushing about Yakuza 4, what I really like about that game is every one of those characters plays very differently. Hmm. And he plays... Kind of like he does in Yakuza Zero, i.e., a faster version of Kiryu. So you get to play as him in Zero. You do, um, yeah. yeah in, in Zero, it's you flip between him and uh, Kiryu. Okay. So how, far, how little I've played of it, yeah. Yeah, but that's why people like fell in love with Majima because I think them playing Yakuza Zero was their first introduction to him. Mm. But it does this. Like, he's so fast, and his combat feels so good because he's got the... Oh, I forgot what they're called. It's like the little Japanese sword. He's got one of those, so, like, all of his attacks... No, it? it's not a sai. Yeah. It's just, like, it's the little blade that samurais oh, use. Like, okay. they have the, the main samurai the sword. Name, it, I it's should got do. A... I've watched a lot of Forge and Fire lately. I don't know if you know that program. No, I don't. You also, yeah, I I can't remember what it's called, but anyway, so he's got this little sword. So all of his all of his attacks are like really fast, almost like break dancing. But then he does these really quick slashes, and okay. it feels really satisfying. Okay, good. Um, well, it's good to give you something a bit different. Yeah, but also one last thing as well. This isn't so much about the game, but there was a I noticed when I went to boot the game up the other day. Mm that there was a, a survey on the PlayStation Home thing, you know, like when you press down when you're on the game and it gives you, like, information oh, yeah. about releases and whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only thing there was, like, please fill out this quick survey. And so I did. 
and it was like, how much of a Yakuza fan are you? What of these games have you played? And so, like, <laughs> Kenzen and Ishen and uh, the the new, uh, what you call it, game, the the Fist of the North Star game were there, oh, yeah. like, to say, like, I've played these Yakuza games. And you Even though they're not out yet? Was. Yeah, it said or imported next to yeah. it in brackets. Ah, okay. And then it was just like, okay, um, which of these Nikuza projects would you like to see next? Uh, remaster of uh, of uh, previous games, da, 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 new game starring Kazuma Kiryu, a new game starring somebody else. And then the fourth option was a release of a game that has previously never been westernly localized. And I was like, yeah. all through the things then when he was like, give comments explaining your reason. I was like, please release Kenzen. <laughs> please release Kenzen. Yeah, that's one of your favorites, isn't it? Oh, I fucking Kenzen is yeah. such a good game, Tom. Like, yeah. I'd more love to people play it should in get English. to play it. Yes, agreed. Much like they will now get to replay two, and those of you who played it will enjoy it. I'm sure new people will fall in love with the game and the series because of this game because it's so good. Hmm. I would like people to play Kenzen because it's so good. And also, like the next game they're going to release is going to be three. And even though they've said they're going to put the content back in it that they cut. I don't know if it's that good a Yakuza game. It's probably the worst one. Mm, but okay. as I've Be- stated previously, I need to bloody buy it because I want four. Yeah. And I ain't getting four if three doesn't sell very well. Oh, so yeah, yeah. There's and... that thing, isn't there? Yeah. Oh, I fucking love four so much, though, Tom. Four is such a good game. <laughs> Anyways, you, that's enough me. Yakuza talk. You, that's now right. time for you to gush about the Shenmue's. Okay, well, it's all good, you know. I, as we said on this podcast, that uh, I wasn't actually going to pick it up straight away. I just completed the game again on the Dreamcast very yeah. recently, and didn't really see myself wanting to uh, play through one again. Yeah. However, I have started playing through one again, you know, um, initially because I wanted to feature it on Blast Process, so on the yeah. YouTube channel I help uh, run there, and uh, I just got back into it. Yeah, and what they've done with the game is they've made it HD. It's great, of course. Yeah. Uh, it's widescreen, apart from the cutscenes. Not a thing that would bother me so much, but it does sort of give it. I don't know, makes cinematic it feel, a bit fresh. feel. Yeah, it makes it feel yeah. a bit more fresh. And it's a very cinematic game. It suits the format. It's as, as I say, just a shame they couldn't redo the cutscenes in widescreen. But uh, they add little things into Shenmue. As well, even though it's a port, okay. there are there are a few things that are, are different. The the biggest thing for me is the load times. Yeah, N- nearly non-existent. I mean, compared to what you go, what you'd have on the Dreamcast, this is a major improvement. Also, the fact the game isn't spread across so many discs is also nice. Yeah, you know, <laughs> all these little things sort of, yeah. sort of add up. Uh, overall, the the visual quality is great. What did let me down initially when I turned it on was. Oh, the voices still sound terrible. The English, not not in terms of the quality of the voice acting, because I think that's one of the unique qualities that Shenmue has. Even though some of the voice acting, if you hear it for the first time and you're not a fan of the series already, you're going to poo-poo it. I think yeah. from the people I know who've seen this game for the first time, that they're, they're astounded by the voice acting. I will it, be playing it in Japanese, I, yeah. I tell you that now. I've always preferred the experience of playing Shenmue 1 over 2, in part because when I played 2, it was in English. I think that you connect to these characters and their English voices in a in a big way. Well, I did, and I know a lot of other people who feel the same as me. 
the quality of the recordings, it really, especially if you've got headphones on, as I did when I was streaming, it sounds terrible. It really I mean, does. The you Dreamcast can, one didn't sound very good. In you the can first hear place. the hiss in the background and just the quality. And I think um, when I was online, I read a little something about the um, size of the files. Yeah, I so guess it would were, be compression, right? The compression on the vo- English voice acting results in the file size being half that of the Japanese voice acting for Shenmue 1. Interesting. I don't know. I don't think this carries over into uh, 2 because that no. sound was re-recorded for the Xbox release of 2. Exactly. Well, I mean, it was recorded for it the recorded Xbox It recorded for the release, very first right? time. Yeah, yeah that's right. It did the, when it was released, PAL Shenmue 2 didn't have... Uh, English voice acting, and I played it and I enjoyed it. I'm very curious what my experience is going to be playing it with those English voices that I like so much going forward. Yeah. Of course, Rio's in a different place, so Rio's already the really the only recurring character in Shenmue yeah. 2, which is a very interesting thing because you get to know the characters and then they're all gone and you introduce the new characters. Yeah. Some are rather good in 2, uh, like Ren is a standout character, quite a big, important role in yeah. the game. So, yeah, I, I think it's great. And I've heard uh, a lot of glitches, a lot of people talking about glitches, right. a lot of very angry fans. Now, I've played the game for a few hours now. I, uh, I'm up to the point in the story where you're looking for Charlie. Yeah. I don't know. Did you did you play Shenmue 1? I, I completed Shenmue 1, yeah. Yeah. Do you remember the when you're looking for Charlie? He's... Uh, you go for a look for the tattoo parlor, and this guy called Charlie's yeah, yeah. got some connections, and of course you're trying to hunt down Landy. Yeah, and that's you know that's a reasonable way in to the game. Yeah, I was going to say that's like second disc, right, on Dreamcast. Uh, that's a good question whether it's a second disc or not. It could be. It could be I around didn't... that. I think so because I think you you do that and then it's like that storyline leads you into working in the docks, right? Like that's yeah. Yeah, and uh, the docks is going on to the the third disc. But you do go yeah. to the harbour in the second disc, I think, but you don't go in the first disc. So, yes, it's either the end of disc one or the beginning of oh, disc two. Oh, the beginning of disc two, yeah. yeah. I, can't, I can't remember. Anyway, Man, I've not encountered really these... That's really odd that I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long time since i played that game. I've not encountered these glitches. Okay. So uh, I don't know if that's something that happens later on and it's game-breaking, but I just I wonder whether it's it's just people, you know, whining a little bit. Now, yeah, maybe. maybe there's good reason to whine. I don't know because I've not experienced them yet, but I know what the internet can be like. You mentioned uh, about Yakuza and that street. I wonder if it's similar <laughs> levels of uh, <laughs> annoyance. You're wondering if they're, they're debating the puddle. Yeah, maybe it's a puddle. I don't know. Uh there are there is a list of other wonderful things about this uh, uh, remake. It's not a remake, sorry. Port of Shenmue HD 1. HD remaster, Tom I can, Yeah, I can only really talk about Shenmue 1 because I haven't tried uh, 2 yet. Uh, is that you can save anywhere. So you don't have to do a whole <sighs> day and save at the end <sighs> of the day. It's so good that that's in Kawami 2 as well. Like yeah. I was saying to Marta because I, I was playing a little bit of it before I came on the podcast with you. And I said to Marta, it was like, oh, I, I, aren't you glad I can save anywhere in this game? You don't have to. Because it was such a big point of contention, like when yeah. I was playing through Yakuza 2, that we'd need to go somewhere. And I was like, look, I'm trying to save. I literally need to get from one end of the city to the fucking other to save the it, game. It's a convenience you expect in modern games, so. Yeah, but it Although only came it does... in Yakuza 6. 
Huh? Like, it only came in in Yakuza wow. 6. How crazy is that? Yeah. Well, it was actually in the Xbox re-release of 2, funnily enough. Gemini oh, 2. interesting. Uh, so they p- put the ins- this into 1. I guess it doesn't feel as much like real life because part of the experience of playing Shenmue 1 was that you play a day and then you go back to your b- house at night and then you save. <sighs> you know, yeah. and a day in Shenmue, depending on what's going on, isn't a lot of time in game, particularly. No. Because you can always waste that plain hang on, of course. Yeah. So, because uh, <laughs> there is or a bit where you have, on toys. Yeah, you have to wait for certain things to happen. Um, so, I guess it, I guess it helps with that a little bit, and people expect it. So it's fine, sir. Uh, there's also warping, which is a little unrealistic and not something I've done because Shemu is about realism. So they've given you an option to fast travel. Is that what you're uh, if you me? yeah, if you're leaving Rio's house in the morning, you can choose yeah. what area you want to go to. Now, I, I mean, it's okay. That's you don't have to walk very far to get into town, though. And because there's like no low times, really. Yeah. You kind of want to go that way anyway, because you want to feed the cat. Yeah. Don't you? You want to whether yeah, you, you call the cat, you might want to go and feed it. So it's there, but it seems kind of like, was that necessary? Okay, maybe some people like that, but... Just maybe people haven't got the attention span. I think that's it. I think they were thinking of ways to make the game a little bit more friendly to those who don't like the waiting around aspect. But for me, that's (sighs) part of being enveloped in the world. I can say you lose a lot of time... Uh, especially when you're doing the the bit where you need to like go back, go from Ryu's house into the city, like through the little town where the cat is, mm. and then you're going around the stores because they only open at certain times, yeah, they and do. it can be super frustrating if you run there, and by the time you get there, because you've talked to fucking Yuriko or whoever, then by the time you get there, the, the store is closed, and you're like, oh great, cool, I guess I'll go back home then and sleep again, and then come back tomorrow. Yeah, I not find that much. I guess, you know, I was kind of going less chatting and more going to what I needed to do, so... Uh, yeah. But yeah, you could easily just kind of <laughs> talk to everybody and do all these little things and then lose track of time. But you know, that's life, isn't it? You can get sidetracked, and maybe that's just something that... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you like to Fair. do Shenmue. Fair. Um, yeah, it's it's still a very unique game. It's still a, an engrossing experience, and even just having played through the whole game, I'm surprised I can still play it now and enjoy it as much as I did that that time. And I've even seen little details I haven't caught before. Still, after yeah. all these playthroughs, will you do me a favour? Like, once you have finally completed Shenmue again, because this is one of the few games you seem to complete, can you play Kaiwami? Oh, yes. Well, what? what? I mean, I was going to play Yakuza 0. No, I want you to play Kaiwami. (laughs) Because I want you to see the leap from Shenmue into Yakuza. Because those get, like, as I've joked about many times on this podcast, like, Shenmue is proto Yakuza, mm. and once you like, even the I was reading an art. Oh man, I read two amazing articles around Yakuza this week. Uh, one was is with the the director and producer of the game, whose name escapes me. Monkey and, Ball Man. Yeah, Monkey Ball Man, <laughs> and he's talking about how they're they're so happy the Yakuza is success now mm. because. When he originally envisioned this game and when he wanted to do this game, 
he pitched it to Nintendo first, oh, and yeah. then he pitched it to Microsoft, and oh, neither of them were interested because like they were like, "Why would you, why would you make a game that appeals to Japanese gamers?" And he was like, "Well, no, it's more than that. It's like the thing that killed Shenmue is what well, I'm reading between the lines because he worked on that game also is because you wanted it to be a Japanese game that appealed to Western audiences. So why don't we make a game that's just for Japan and Japanese gamers?" And then hopefully that it'll be such a good game that it'll transition over. And so I think there's a lot of the things that make Shenmue special. But then he's also just doubled down on this aspect of like, no, this is going to be about Japanese culture and for Japanese gamers. Mm. And for me, it makes it, it just makes it such a much more enjoyable experience because he's not trying to do weird stuff in it. But yeah. I think it it goes on a lot from Shemu, and it also then takes aspects like the combat system and goes, okay, this was kind of a part of Shenmue because Ryu is learning these techniques. There's not a lot of fights, really, in Shenmue. No, there isn't, even though it's based on the virtual fighter <laughs> yeah. engine the same way Yakuza is. It, it takes so, a long time to have your first fight in the game. Yeah, I mean, you, you train with uh, Fuxan. Uh, yeah. but until you actually get approached, the first few times are quick time events, so until you actually it's quite. It's just before um, Charlie, you have your first fight. Yeah, really. And that's the thing. It's just like a lot of that goes into Yakuza. They they get that balance for me of fights, like actual like you pressing buttons and then Kiryu reacting to that, and quick time events that are clearly inspired by Shenmue. Hmm. And they get them in such a good balance that it's just like, oh man, like if they if they take the lessons Yakuza has learned. And apply them to Shenmue 3. I think that will be one of the best games ever made. Okay. And I'm that's what thinking, I'm curious to see. I'm just thinking the difference between Yakuza and Shenmue. Does Yakuza work in like a day system, a day and night system? Uh, there is day and night in those games, but it's not like a. Because something not... makes Shenmue unique is every yeah. day starts anew. You know, you always start yeah. off in your room and then you walk into town and you go through the day and it's the next day and it's always introduces every day as a, as a new thing. And I think that's still very unique to Shenmue. And I just wondered whether or not they did something like that because I think it helps you feel part of the world because you're going through the same bits again and again. Yeah. You know, you have a routine, a, a day routine. Which, they do uh, that it's it's most the... apparent in uh, Shenmue 1 rather than 2. They do it at the start of Yakuza 6, where you're in um, uh, Onimiku, which is the the Hiroshima province that you start Yakuza 6 mm. in. And, like, Kiryu is trying to be a normal dude and to try and establish that rather than him just being, like, Kazuma Kiryu, the guy who goes and kicks ass all night. Mm. They start you by going in the day and then it goes into the night yeah. and into the day and into the night. So you get that rhythm and then it goes, okay, cool, now you do whatever you want. You can skip around day and night. You can sleep into the evening and whatever and do things there. Okay. Yeah. But in Kamarucho, like, the whole point of it is it's it's Shinjuku in Japan and like yeah. everything happens in Shinjuku in the night. I can attest to that. We stayed there. Because the day is kind of a ghost town, because all of the everything there is like host bars and like tourist attractions and bars, and like the whole the city comes alive at night. So mm. that's the way it is. So it works for the game. That they, yeah, I see. It does. One thing about Shenmue is that if you come home late, you get told off, and you always have to get home by, you know, it either yeah. warps you home or you feel like you should get home 
by 11. Yes, so Ine-san sure. doesn't talk to you in the morning and say, oh, you came on very late last night, Rio. Yeah. <laughs> it's all these little things that make Shenmue different from a lot of other games. For sure, and I mean, like, the tone is absolutely different, and I understand why you like one over the other, perhaps. And I, li- but... I like Shenmue 1 more than 2 because, really, of that routine, I think. Yeah. Uh, Shenmue 2 is great, but it, it's a bigger adventure. You don't actually spend as long in any one place. You kind of just you can sort of breeze through it. You know, the next objective pushes you along into a different place a lot of the time. Yeah. It's not that repetition. That... But do you not think that that was perhaps them trying to appeal to like a different audience from the first game? Like, I, I think I think maybe it was, uh, but it makes Shenmue 1 even more <laughs> unique because... Yeah. There's only one game that had that structure, that routine structure, and uh, yeah, I, I'll let you know what I think of two again after because I've hardly I, I've played two maybe twice. Yeah, I've never ever. played it. I've never beaten it. Uh, so. so yeah, we'll see. One one day I will. Well, I to be honest, with you, I'll probably just play it on this HD collection now. Mm. So. I think it's the, it is the best way to play. I I wouldn't say there's any reason why you should play Jeremy on the Dreamcast over the PS4, Xbox One. PC. Well, I want I want that continuity now. Like if I if I start playing Shenmue One again, I want to play it in Japanese, and then I want to experience the Japanese voice cast for the second game too, and then hopefully do it into the third. Because God knows I got enough time. It's not out until August next year. Yeah, twenty years after the first game. Yep, it's a bit yeah. nuts. But you know, I they they pushed it, didn't they, till uh, nineteen? I was in no way thinking it was going to be like January nineteen. It was always no. going to be later on in the year. Well, it makes so sense. It wasn't a huge it... surprise to me that it was August. Again, them putting it out in August tells me they're not that confident about it, or they want it to have time to be its own thing and take over I... the internet for a week or two. I'm glad it's coming out later. I think. I think it's a good sign. Let's see. I'm yeah. curious to play that game finally. Yeah, because it's got to be more modern. It's got to take on those modern twists and uh, again, like I said, if, if it learns a lot from Yakuza, I think it'll be a great game. If it doesn't, but it retains. Reject... It's got to retain its identity as well. So it's it's a bit of a balancing act they've got with Shenmue Three. No, think. but I I mean I I don't expect them to take on the combat and all of that from Yakuza, but I think. Some of like the side story stuff will make the things that made one unique feel very modern and very fresh, actually. Mm. But let's see. Let's see what they do take and what they don't. They could just double down on the mysticism that comes in the end of Shenmue oh, 2, yeah. from what I understand. So. That's, that is a bit of a shock, but let's not say any more about the ending of Shenmue 2. For those yeah. who haven't got to play it yet, because I'm sure... I mean, I haven't, people. but the internet spoiled it for me by osmosis. Yay! Yeah. Anyway. Oh, there yeah. you go. So, yeah, I've been playing a bit of that. And, uh, you know, I haven't been playing a heck of a lot, to be honest. I've uh, been going no. through all the old Sonic games on a Thursday night. When Gareth comes over, we've been playing one a week. Uh, we played Sonic 2 on the Master System last week. And I I have some thoughts about that game that I'd love to share it maybe in a video. So I recorded some gameplay footage of it today to do a little feature on. Because it's, you... it's, it's an odd installment in the series. Could you give us a, a little spoiler, Tom Parry? And not in the form you're going to think. I don't think I can do a haiku, Matthew. Oh, Tom did Parry, you're giving you the editing... Ask... A... <laughs> you did, you give it away our editing sequence. 
Oh, God damn it. Oh, well, fine. I'll I'll leave you to think of a haiku mm. for next week's podcast. Okay, okay. That will be the introduction of Tomomat Attack. Oh, wow. Next You're putting the I'm pressure giving on. you that challenge. Okay. Five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables. That's all you need, Tom. I just make the video before then so you can just watch that. No, I still want the haiku, God damn okay, it. Okay, I will do that for you, Matthew. Good. Uh, so, yeah, it's something I'm going to go and do a bit more of, some Master System-specific videos for uh, Blast Process. So head over to the YouTube channel, keep your eye out. I've stopped doing the Paris pickups now. I did the 100th episode uh, the other week. So yeah. we're going to do new things, and that's quite exciting. Tis, I'm going to do a, a Game Boy review this week, Tom. Oh, Isn't that new and exciting uh, and fresh? But they're always good, Matthew, and I, I always look forward to Thank them. What, what game are you doing Thank this you, time? Tom. Or can't you say? I'm doing uh, Un Indian Dans Le Ville, uh, which is a French movie from the 90s oh uh, that was remade as a film with Tim Allen in it called Jungle to Jungle. Oh, that one, yeah. I watched both versions of that film, Tom. For... Spoilers for the video. Don't watch either of those films, Tom. Oh, really? Yeah, they've not aged very well. Is there one that's better than the other? Or? Um, Well, I watched the French one partially in French because I couldn't find uh, subtitles. Oh, so you didn't... Um, but you'd watch the other one, so you knew the story. I... I knew the story also because I'd I'd read the story on the internet mm. in the in the vain attempts I tried to find an English one. I ran around Paris last week trying to find a copy of that DVD with either the English dub that Disney released and what was critically panned by Roger Ebert in one of the most scathing reviews oh, of his really? I've ever read. Yeah. Um he actually tells people at the end of the review if they watch that film then they can never read one of his reviews again. Wow. Okay. Yeah, he, he, call, he calls it, it one of the worst movies ever made. That's the original French that version. That's the one because Disney released it in nineteen ninety five in English, but they didn't subtitle it; they dubbed it. Oh yeah. And, Does he uh, not like the dub? His... Is that what it is? Or... No, he doesn't like the film. Okay. But his 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 most scathing remark, and when I actually laughed out loud at, was he said. Uh, he goes, and they released it in an English dub, which is a curious choice. I assume they realised that anyone who could read would have no interest in this drivel. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, that's, oh. A, oh that's great. Yeah. Like um, that. So that is a good one. Okay, well, I look forward to that. I Didn't like the out, length uh, you go to when doing a review to watch two films just to prepare for a, a video game review. Yeah, and it's, to be honest with you, I actually delayed it coming out because I wanted to do it before I went to Paris. Mm. I like, hey, going I'm to Paris. Paris. I bet but you went to Paris just because of that game as well, didn't you? Of course, Tom. That's the lengths <laughs> I go through. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a journalist. Yeah. Serious business. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not a journalist. I'm, I know, Please yeah. don't quote that. <laughs> I'm not a journalist by any stretch. No. Uh, um, yeah, that that's uh, no. that's daunting because there's a lot of channels on on YouTube which you know the level that they go to to produce their videos, you, you know. Journalistic, the, journalistic levels, some of these. Or the lack of any effort or anything and just go, hey, cool, isn't Metroid fun? Yeah, yeah. So, um, some, that's some, that's some something some a lot of people like do that. and get millions of views. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. you know. Yeah, you can so really put want... all the effort in. I, I've noticed this about YouTube. You can put all the effort in and make videos like that. Or you can just do easier <laughs> videos yeah. and get get just as many views. So it's about what you're passionate about and you do what you love, you know, really. Well, I, I'd started Biographic purely because I wanted to document my Game Boy collection mm. and 
I think that people appreciate that I cover obscure games, those who are really into the Game Boy, yeah. and those don't really appeal to the mass audience, and I'm fine with that. It's like, I knew doing the Turtles review that it would get a lot more views than sure. the Vanishing sure. Racer one that I did the week before, but that's the nature of it. I want to show obscure of stuff. Course, I don't, you don't want to just do cover Nintendo else because who cares? Doing because it's all out there, isn't it? People can get that information. Who cares what I think about Tetris, Tom? Really, like, admittedly, like I did it on that podcast, but that was because that was a like, on maximum power up. That made sense because that was a How reader's opinion, then? and then we I, talked about those games. What do you think of this? I'm considering doing a top ten Tetris games video. So there, you tick the top ten box because people love that. <laughs> people love their top tens, yeah. <laughs> Tetris, pretty obvious game series, but you know there are a lot of games that people maybe aren't as familiar with. So well, I, I, if, I don't, I'm not keen on the idea of top tens, but I thought that could be at least interesting. Maybe a top five to be different. If you put CDI Tetris in the top ten, so, Tetris, I, I predict outrage. Are you? I think going CDI to... Tetris has a lot going for it, actually. I bet you do, but the internet will disagree. But I Tom. will criticise CDI Tetris in that its last level, level nine, is stupidly difficult, and there is a huge uh, spike in difficulty from eight to nine. Will you be playing things like Grand Mat- Grandmaster Tetris? If I can and... get find a way to play it, but I'd probably mostly be playing the ones that I've got easy access to. Ah, but then it's not a real top ten. No, it's top ten are ones I've played, but I've played quite a few of them. I mean, surely you should, if you're going to do any internet top 10 video on stuff, surely you should do like Lemmings or Worms, because you literally own every bloody version of those games. Yeah, I can't play a couple of them. (laughs) I can't play the uh, Amiga 1200 Worms game, uh, Director's Cut, because I don't have 1200, Amiga 1200, because... What do you you mean, Tom? I mean, clearly you do emulate it. Well, that game harder nowadays, isn't it? Name me a good is, side yeah. to get some ROMs, and I'll gladly uh, emulate it. I've got a few, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what else should we talk? Oh, yeah, shit, I went to Paris. We should probably talk about that and all seriousness. You were going to talk about games in Paris, weren't you? Oh, man. Um, so, uh, I'm going to write up something on uh, RetroCollect uh, about this, I think, because I was bowled over by how good Paris is for video game really? shopping. Oh. Is it, is it um, affordable? Uh, yes. Okay. And it's very damned good. Is it all so, Cal B stuff, though? Uh, well, I mean, if if that's what you want to get, then yes, it Any, is. NES is Cal B. There is a ton of Famicom, Super Famicom, okay. uh, especially like uh neo geo stuff so uh what the hell is it called uh what are the types of neo geo things tom the the name a- is aes one yes aes and then there's the other one which is the arcade one that i can't remember yeah no but i yeah. yeah i can't remember either i'm right not now. a neo geo i'm not either you know because... I, there's some consoles which i'm just never gonna never gonna collect pc engine neo geo I don't need any more <laughs> to collect for. Now, now that I am a homeowner, I may get a Neo Geo arcade system. Oh, well, an but... arcade system would be would be nice. I wouldn't buy the cons- yeah. the home console. Um, no, but I mean, like, there's also the 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 arcade system runs off of those same cartridges. Yeah, yeah. 
so you can buy them, and I will probably just have a Waku Waku 7 machine. Shh. It'll be good. I'll I'll have a panel depon, and I will have Metal Slug, maybe two, maybe three, I know, not decided, and Waku Waku 7, and then probably, like, Mark of the Wolves. Nice, nice. You know, I did consider uh, getting a Wonderswan base that's got a version of Tetris for it, but I then I looked up price of said version of Tetris and thought, maybe not. Yeah, um, well, I mean, if you if you want, I can keep an eye out for you when I go to Japan next, because Wonderswan games aren't as, as easy to come across now, because people realised they were cheap and started collecting them like mm. they do everything well, else. Well, Tetris seems very expensive online uh, for, for the yeah. Wonderswan. The console's, I think, reasonably affordable. That's Wonderswan colour Tetris game you can get. Ah, oh, that's why then. Yeah. Because the Wonder Swan color is the later version mm. and is therefore generally more expensive. Mm. I've I've heard nothing but good things about Gumpei, which is a, a oh, puzzle game created by Gumpei. I know it. Call. I've got it on the PSP. Yeah. yeah. I've seen it's available on the DS as well. I've never played it's, it. It's I bought a good it game. when I was there. I, I can't remember exactly the strategy behind it, but I remember enjoying it a fair bit. Isn't it lines? Mm. Isn't it lines on an a- angles? And lines. Yes, it is. Yeah. That's what I remember. Like, oh, the peaks. Good. Mm-hmm. I need to play mm. it. What about Hattress? Is Hattress good? Hattress, no. No, you wouldn't recommend I remember, Hattress is a bit of a letter. It's got a beautiful Japanese box. I saw it the other day. I thought, Ooh. It's got a really nice American box. Yeah. Like, it's just that white thing oh, with the silhouette and, like, then. the tile. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But no. We digress. We do. So I went to Paris. Um, a friend of mine, uh, Jean-Paul Paptiste. Oh, I love, the, the man I love French name. names. That's a great French name, that one. Uh, he goes by Gib on the internet. Mm. Uh, he's a comic book artist. Uh, you should check out his stuff. He also does a, a, a channel that I've linked to on YouTube before. Okay. Unfortunately, in French, Tom, because he would be right up your alley, called pocketfighter.fr. Oh. Uh, he does really, really extensive uh, fighting game reviews. Unfortunately, again, all in French. Um, so, but it's so worth checking out, Tom. Is there a he... system to get translations on YouTube? YouTube doesn't automatically translate stuff, does it? No. We're not I in asked Star Trek Universal Translator land yet. Oh. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. And I've asked him to look into it in the past, and he said, "Look, it's just so much I've effort." Got, yeah, yeah. I, I don't blame him. Do you know, it. just making a video is quite a lot of effort. Then having to translate <sighs> it is. Uh... Man, honestly though, I I honestly think you, Tom, would appreciate it like I did, just for how clean he manages to edit everything. Mm. You should go give it a look. Mm. Anyways, um, I digress. He <laughs> <Again>. <laughs> told me to... I I reached out to him. He was going to Brighton, I was going to Paris, and I said to him, hey, do you know anywhere in Paris where I can get video games? Mm. And he said, yeah. Uh, he goes, all you need to do, he says, go to Rue Voltaire, he said, and he goes, there's a couple of shops there that sell video games. I was like, oh, great. And then he asked me about Brighton. Unfortunately, our good friend, the retro under Ali, uh, told me of a store in Brighton. So we're both. Well, where's happy. Ali based? I forget. Ali is based on Leon C, uh, which is uh, down south London towards like Luton. Okay, Airport. I didn't know. Uh, I-, I wondered then if it was Brighton, but no, it's. Uh, no, uh, no, no. But um, he he told me in this place. I told you he went, but I went to this. Uh, to this Rue Voltaire thinking like oh this is going to be you know it's just going to be because I'd seen that there was like retro toy shops as well there and I was like okay I'm going to go you there's going to be one or two video games and it's going to be fine 
but it, it is the closest experience that I have ever come to shopping for video games in Japan oh, in their wow. abundance and how big the stores are. They are literally... Well, compared to Denmark. <laughs> oh, man. But compared to, like, anywhere, compared to London, compared to any other city I've been to, like, even Budapest has got a few, but, like, none of them have as much stuff in abundance mm. and as much good stuff. Mm. Admittedly, some of it is priced accordingly. Like, uh, one shop I went to had a copy of Gimmick for the Famicom that was boxed, and it was, like, 800 euro or whatever it was. Mm. What about Snatcher? Do you see Snatcher anywhere? I saw Snatcher in London last time. I didn't see it in Paris, actually. Last thing I saw was eBay, 150 quid without the manual. I saw... Oh, that's all Yeah, but if you want... That that wasn't by... Was it by now? I can't remember. Probably wasn't. Then, then like, you're nearing the 300 mark if it's got a manual with it nowadays. It would seem... I saw a really nice condition one in CEX. I can't remember if I told you, but it was 320 quid. There you go. That's actually a bit more than you you should be paying for if you're really yeah. in the market to, to get a copy snatcher i reckon i've like if i would have if i would still be living in the uk though and it was in like the one in patol but i reckon i could have probably like drummed up enough dvds and stuff to get 320 quid trade in it's doable yeah well I, right I, I, could, I could sell the right stuff and get snatcher i'm sure but you know it's a lot of money to and... to for, for one game it's a very I good mean, if game, someone, but... If someone said to me, hey, I'll trade you a copy of Separation Anxiety for Snatcher, I'd take oh, that course. in a heartbeat. Of course you would. But yeah. let's see. Um, anyway, Paris. Anyway, so I went to Paris, and I stopped in this first game, which I believe is called uh, Trader Games. Uh, great store. I went there a couple of times, talked with a guy who worked there who had a full... Game Boy set at one point, box European, which I was just like, man, how did you do that? And he said, it was hell. <laughs> I wouldn't wish it on anyone. Boxed. And wow. yeah, he went boxed, and I was like, man. And then I was chatting with him, I was like, hey, I need these 11 last US carts. Have you got any of them? He's like, no, man. I only he buy goes, boxed if the price is reasonable. Because I bought a few Tetris yeah, games too. for Game Boy recently. A couple of them were boxed. Yeah. But he. I, I had a spare copy of Box Tetris, if that's where you were after. Tetris 1. Yeah, I've got a spec. I I, I I haven't got that because it was too pricey for me. Uh, Tetris One well, seems Tom to be Parry. very expensive. Interesting. I, I wonder if that's it because a lot of the Game Boys came packaged with it, so not many people bought the boxed version. Maybe because even Tetris Two, you know, is uh, considered uncommon. But I got that for twelve pounds or something. That's interesting. How much? How much were you seeing for copies of Tetris One? Uh, Forty quid at least. Oh man, yeah. they've gone up a lot then. Yeah. When I bought both of these, they were about a fiver. Yeah. Um. Anyway, we'll see what we can do, Tom Parry. We'll oh. see what we can do. Um. The so I I went round and I had a look and I like I said I chatted with this guy who had a full box set collection. He was like, "Oh man, how much are you gonna pay for Roland's Curse 2? And I was like, "Shh, I don't want to think about it. <laughs> please, please don't make me think mm. about how much I'm gonna pay for that game." And we'd talked then about a few bits and bobs, and I picked up a few games. I I literally, man, like I've never seen such an abundance of games, like PAL games at least, in one street. I went from there thinking, like, oh, this must be the biggest one. But there's literally, like, seven or eight stores that are stacked, like, absolutely, like, wall-to-wall video games for at least two stories. I'll quickly flick up my phone. I'd love to see some pictures. 
Uh, I I do have some. Uh, so this is this is one of the small. Oh, I'm looking stores. at pictures and you can't see them. Oh, and it was. I mean, it looks like a lot of, of stuff there. there. I can't tell what any of it is, but it looks like a lot of stuff. But then I went into like some of the bigger stores and they just had like three cabinets oh, okay. just for Super Nintendo. Oh, is stuff. that Lion King there? Yeah, it is on Lion the net. Good eyes. Mm-hmm. Oh well, you know that cover's um, very striking. Although, don't get it confused with Jurassic Park because they look very similar. <laughs> they do. But yeah, it's just like going around these places and just being like, shit, there is so much stuff. Ah, yeah, PS1 I, games, I, I see, UMDs. I just couldn't take it in, man. It was just like, there was whole cabinets full of like Japanese Famicom and everything else. And I was just like, okay, I just need to focus on Game Boy stuff. And so I went around and I bought a load of Game Boy Color things. Good. And then... I, I went back to the hotel and I was like, oh, actually, shit, I should have I should have bought the Game Boy Advance games that are exclusive to France ah. because I'm here and they're a lot cheaper and I like, I purchased a copy of Taxi 3 on the Game Boy Advance and paid about 15 quid for it and then I saw it absolutely everywhere factory sealed for five euros and I was like, okay, yeah. I should get these games while I'm here. Yeah. And so I did, I do picked up... Do you have time uh, to do all this? Yeah, okay. uh, I had a weekend week. there, so it was it was just running around having a look at comics and video games and figures and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I, I went to all these stores, I chatted with the guys who owned them, we were nice. all very friendly, and they were saying that people come from all over the world to go shopping on this street, oh. and I was like, I can tell. <laughs> okay, so that's, but, I know where I'm going if I go to Paris again. Yeah, man, like, for sure. Uh, for those of you who are planning a romantic getaway to Paris, uh, all you need to do is uh, go to Republique, is the, the tube station, and then as soon as you get out of the tube station, just walk straight ahead down Rue Voltaire, okay. and you'll come to Trader Games is the first one, and then, like nice I said, the whole sort street of all, is just full. all there in one place, because that can be yeah, the that's... problem, can't it, with finding, in the UK at least, you know. That's just the thing about Paris, yeah. though, Tom, like... When we when we were in the first hotel, we were like, "Oh my god, there's so many ramen restaurants around you, and so many like just Japanese bakeries." This together. is really weird. Yeah, that seems to be the strategy. That like there's districts almost, yeah. and like in each district, you know what you're like gonna find. Japan. So there was very much yeah. like Japan, yeah. yeah. And so that that was a a very eye opening experience. Of course, I had loads of great food, and I I took in a lot of tourist stuff as well. But my Saturday was mainly just looking for video games. Okay, which was really fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you like video yeah. games, then that's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, you should. Uh, most notable pickup I think I made was a copy of House of the Dead pinball for the oh, Game Boy Advance. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's um, good, isn't it? Is it? What's that? Is it good? Uh, I, uh, I have heard it is probably the best uh, of the Game Boy Advance uh pinball games i've heard that it puts like the sonic pinball and every other one of them like the mario pinball to shame i've heard it compared to by my good friend uh super tomato uh-huh. uh from the super tom from the the shop super tomato in cardiff he had compared it to mega drive pinball game that name escapes me is it dragon Slayer? dragon fury Dragon's Fury, yeah. yes, that's the point. Oh, I know it, yeah. And he was like, if you like Dragon's Fury, you'll like this. And I was like, oh, yeah, I do from what I remember. Yeah. So. Oh, very nice. Is, is yeah, that Metroid so... pinball game any good on the DS? Is it the DS? Yeah, it is on the DS. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Hmm. I was curious about that one. Yeah, it's not too bad. I got that from a Retro Collect Secret Santa thing, actually. 
and it made me realize the only box the only metroid game i don't have boxed now is the original one so maybe i should fix that one day and get all of the metroid games i've seen the original one can come in a nice yellow box it can a but that version. yellow box version is very expensive yeah it a nice cover though i saw when i saw that recently yeah for sure yeah, but uh, other than that, I I picked up a lot of Game Boy Color stuff. I won't really bore you with it. I picked up um, a lot of Game Boy Advance games from a series called Too Tough as well, which is a, a French comic book character with a big quiff. Okay. And I I have the Game Boy Color version of that. I've never explored it, but some of the later games in that series almost look like WarioWare, so I'm very curious to play them. Mm. But I'm not sure if they're going to be in French. Yeah. Let's see. Well, in France, you you might as well get some of their exclusives. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, so it was pretty good. Like I said, I got I got some Game Boy Color games as well I've been after for a long while, like Imagination, which is a point-and-click uh, puzzle game, mm. which only came out in America. And I was like, oh, great, that's quite expensive. I'll pick that up for €5. Euro. Um, and yeah, just just darted around and had a look. Unfortunately, I didn't tick off any of the last 11 Game Boy original games I needed, but I kind of knew I wouldn't because they're obscure titles. Mm. Such is life. I bet I don't have any of them. Uh, do you have w- uh, World Bowling? No, no, no. It's probably the no, most. I don't think there's I'm any Game Boy games that I own that you haven't already got. You did have a copy of Shadow Warrior, which I didn't have because I had Ninja Gaiden, but I I picked up one. Oh. Yeah, but that's it because remember I had to borrow yours for the intro oh, to that yeah. video. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. vaguely do remember. Yeah. And then I bought one in uh, Super Panda. You've got all the uh, Tetris games then. I do have all the Tetris games. Yeah. I also now have all the Tetris games. Ha ha ha! Uh, not all of them boxed, but I'm not so fussed. As I said earlier, I just got the ones I reasonably priced boxed. But I mean, like of actual Tetris games, mm. there are only three. Well, because I mean, like the others are like Tetris games that they've slapped the Tetris brand well, let, let on me, to yes, make there's, them there's Tetris, Tetris Two, and Tetris Plus, and then there's uh, Tetris Attack. And then there's... Yeah, but Tetris Attack isn't Tetris. Yeah, I know. I, 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 I had that a while ago. Because there's also like Tetris Blast. Um, and yes, yes, I've got Tetris Blast as well, yeah. A few other little bits. I think that's it, isn't it? Tetris Blast, yeah. Tetris Plus, Tetris 2, Tetris, Tetris Attack. And then there's Tetris DX, of course. Yeah, and then there's like um, one of the Japanese names Tetris of Flash. Tetris games. Tetris Flash, yeah. yeah, which is actually just Tetris... Two? No, or Tetris Blast. Is it Tetris Blast? Yes, Tetris Blast, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it confused me for a long while, and I was like, I should different, get that. Different then... names, yeah. Yeah. That That is a cool Japanese box, actually. For oh, yeah, Flash. I've seen the box. Like, it's, it's a nice one. It's got that. It's kind of got the the same colour scheme as the V Tet- uh, Virtual Tetris for the Virtual Boy, right? So it's like red. Mm, and then like a... It's patterns, isn't it? Uh, no, no, that's... Tetris. No, maybe you. Yeah, but it's it's, uh, it's red in color and uh, like a grid system. Yeah, yeah something like that. I, I like. I was uh, trying to. I've got all the Super Nintendo ones apart from Battle Guide and now I think. Yeah. Is it Battle Guide? I. Yeah, I. You should have told me that because when I was there, I I saw Battle. When I go to Japan next, I will find you a copy of Battle Guide. And because it's it's very cheap and very affordable. Oh yeah, yeah. I've noticed online it's not one of the most expensive. Uh, I got no, Tetris, um, Super Tetris three for a tenner and uh, Super Tetris two for a tenner boxed. Yeah, 
Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. Super Tetris yeah. 3 I didn't get boxed, but I got it just for a tenner for the loose cartridge. Yeah. Speaking of stuff I got boxed, actually, I should probably mention as well, speaking of Ali also, I got a copy of um, uh, Kirby's... Oh, my God, what's it called? Tilt and Tumble. Oh, yeah. Uh, for the Game Boy Colour. I got a box copy of that. Wow, now. I've only Jesus got a great. Japanese copy of Tilt and Tumble. Loose. Yeah, Yeah, I I had a loose copy, if you remember. I got it from Ruben and Bobby because it was in a pile of like bootleg games yeah. just because it had scribbles all over the front, and I was super happy with that, but... Fortunately, that's, Ali that's got a another, box copy, uh, and I was like, no. "Pricey game, is it not?" Not too pricey, okay. to be honest. Like, it very rarely shows up in UK circles because it's a US only game. Yeah. But it, I was looking at it; it was like fifty, sixty quid, and so I, I talked with Ali, and then we set a price on it, and then I got it sent over. So it's not too bad. Like, it's one of those games I imagine will rise in value, but it's also a Kirby game. And other than uh, a copy of Star Saver, which I'm still waiting on my good buddy Anna's to trade me for, then I, I've got all the Kirby games. You are the Game them, Boy so. guy. I just really like Kirby. Yeah. <laughs> I can't oh, I help know, it. I know, like I, I don't, I don't care about owning boxes for most things, but it's just oh, like well, you know me. I'm, I'm the same. You know, it, it's Lemmings and Worms boxed. And as much as I like Tetris. I still don't necessarily need them all boxed, but it, it's a nice... I'm at this point where it's always nice to have them boxed. But... Yeah. Yeah. I really need to, like, commit to a training regiment for Tetris and actually, like, play that game. I, I want properly. to play you at Tetris. Can we play online or something and have some sort of... We've played each other in Tetris, and you've you've beaten me most times. Because uh, I'm played, better uh, at Puyo Tetris Puyo. now. Uh, but I mean, like, you were good at Tetris anyway, and then you got good at Poyo Pop. And I'm not, I, I, like... I wouldn't consider myself good at Poyo Pop, but. <laughs> yeah. Tetris, but... I can hold my own. I, I mean, I'm. Actually, the other day, me and Gareth were competing, and we Gareth nearly got to 300,000, and I was on. Uh, my best is like 260,000 or something, 280. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're in a 300,000 mark players now, and I feel that's quite. Quite good. It's pretty good. I don't know. Uh, I can't compare that to anything. Unfortunately for you, I still think my wife would kick your ass. At I'd love to uh, challenge Marta to a game of Tetris. Marta will show you no mercy. Trust me, I've learned this firsthand. If I ain't got a prayer, Tom. Yeah. I mean, I'm into all the terminology as well of Tetris. So. Uh, yeah, you got yeah. all your shifts your teeth down spins and all of the and rest of wells it. Yeah. And the, yeah, all that business you need to link me where i can find this information because i've i've often well just watch Actually, um, you know what someone play it that's i get it from gareth because gareth watches uh anna's play is it anna's no no that's no Ashens? no 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 tetris for oh who's the really popular tetris player i forgot now i don't why know, do Tom, i think I his name's anna's it's probably circles. not uh tetris uh player jonas Okay. There's a Tetris player called Jonas who's uh, really good. Interesting. And he gets it from watching the tournaments on YouTube. Um, okay. You should so probably tell you what would be good for you to do, Tom Parry, or, or this would be good for anyone in our listening audience to do. Make a video explaining how to play Tetris, because I've looked for this so many times and it doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah it does. It's got to. It doesn't. There's lots and lots of like Reddit threads and like Tumblr posts, but there's no decent video explaining you how to play how Tetris. How to play Tetris? Just go for Tetrises. 
well, yeah, making it well, but don't like make too many. Level. Don't have like, don't rely too much on uh, the long pieces, because uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, burn a lot. Uh, basically, uh, sometimes you're not always going to get a Tetris, you know. And yeah. one of the biggest things you things you can do wrong is to get greedy and keep stacking yeah. up, you know, thinking you're going to get that long piece. Sometimes you just got to sacrifice a few. Yeah. Uh, what I like, I, I wouldn't consider myself. Um, someone who uses the best method of playing Tetris. I managed to do all right. I I actually like to make problems. I don't like make problems, but if I have a problem to fix, I get more incentive. So if I mess up by fast dropping something, and then I've got a gap, you know, yeah. part of the enjoyment of Tetris is actually getting out of a situation, and then yeah, getting the reward the of joy. getting out of that. So um, I find myself, I, I get plenty of problems when I'm playing, but I get myself out of them. So Yeah, I, I mean, that's the most satisfying thing, right? Yeah. Is like building up a wall and fucking up and then going, oh no, I dropped this piece so in the wrong place. Then you can fix it. And then getting through it, yeah. Yeah, also I've started playing really fast now just because when you get up to those later levels, it goes so fast, it's hard to go back and play Tetris slow. Uh, yeah. Even on the slower parts of the game, you're fast dropping, fast dropping. You play like you would if you're at the higher level just because you get in there. It's probably yeah. not the best thing to do. You probably should just pace yourself. But yeah. Anyway, I'm, I I love Tetris. I can let's, see let's, that. let's play again sometime. Yes, Tom. I, I look forward to you kicking my ass at Tetris and demasculating me even further in my own household. No, you can just play me at something else and beat me. You can just complete Yakuza, because I, I just don't complete games. If I think about I playing don't. a video game, I, I sat there the other day thinking, I want to play a game. I just played Tetris. I was like... It's <laughs> a good place to be, man. Like, Fortunately, you know, much like Spelunky or anything else like that, that's a good place to be, because then you can just pick it up, put it down, and get on with your life. Whereas, like, so it's hard to put it down sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. But I mean, like, you can play in like fifteen minutes of Tetris and then go okay. I'm you can, do and else. then you'll see that someone's got a higher score than you, and you go, "I just got to beat their score," and then not I'll stop the Game playing. Boy, Tom, huh? Not on the Game Boy. Not on the game. Can't see anyone score in the Game Boy. Not even your own. Tetris DX is a lovely system in place for seeing other people's scores and comparing. Yeah. You have different save files. You you register ah. players. You register up to three players, I think, and then yeah, you can compare scores interesting maybe i'll do that with the wife and then yeah do it yeah you just set up, set up all the different save files and then uh, see you can, it records every line you've got your power which is a strange thing i don't know how they measure this but you've got a power score and then your uh, top score for you know game score yeah so uh yeah do that i will yeah we should we should mail a uh, Tetris cartridge back and forth. You get a high score, post it back to me. I'll get a high score, I'll post it back to you. <laughs> Let's do that. I've got enough like loose Tetris cartridges that I'm willing to lose one in the post. That'll be quite fun. Let's do that, Tom Parry. It has to be Tetris DX, though, because otherwise it won't save a score. Oh, yeah, that's true. I'm not sure if I've got a spare Tetris DX. <laughs> we'll investigate. I assume a Tetris DX cartridge isn't that expensive enough to do this. I know. I don't think it's very expensive. That's a fun yeah. idea, isn't it? Let's do that, Tom Parry. Let's let's commit to this idea right now. How much is it okay. to post a Tetris cartridge in Denmark? I mean, like, nothing for you. It'll cost me, like, eight quid, I'm sure. <laughs> It'll cost me more than the cartridge. 
to send yeah, it back. It may to not you, be but... feasible, but it's a fun idea. Oh, let's have a look. Yeah. Um, any more for any more? You know, anything else to talk about in this rather feature length? Oh, there's loads of games attack. coming out in September. Loads of games came out in August. I can't keep up with it. I just play Tetris or Shenmue or Sonic. There you go. <laughs> I'm just playing Yakuza. Same same thing I've been doing all this time. Or Tekken or something. That oh oh show uh, yeah. isn't um so Calibra in October. I look forward to that very much. I think so. Yeah, you can play as uh, Geralt. Oh, I'm going EGX on the twentieth of September. Are you really? EGX oh, Birmingham. Uh, yeah. I'm sure there will be some people from the podcast listenership there, so you should check. Oh, those I people should out. make people aware. Yes, uh, I'll be there. Well, we're saying it now. Um, on Thursday, the twentieth September, I should be there uh, filming stuff for Blast Process, but ho- hopefully getting to have a go on So Caliber uh, Six. Hmm. Where would one fly to, Tom Parry, if one were to want to go to that? What's the well, it's Birmingham, isn't it? Birmingham. Is, is there an is... airport in Birmingham? I don't know. I think I think so because I remember there being a route from uh, Billund to Birmingham at one point. Maybe I will look into that, Tom Parry. Maybe I will join you. Yeah. Maybe I will be but there. I'm only going to be there on that stuff. one day, I think. So. I will look into yeah. it, Tom Parry. Let's see. Okay. Um. Yeah. Other than that, though, uh, I don't know. Like, there'll there'll be a new video up from you looking at the Master System eventually, Sonic Two. Eventually. Eventually. What what I've said to myself though is I'm not going to rush videos out. If I'm going to make some. Good quality videos. It might take a little bit longer, so it's coming. It's a good strategy. But, uh, That's what I've been doing. Yeah. Like I've been taking my time and making sure I feel them and I'm happy with them before they go out. Yeah, Mass System Memories. And what I want to do is kind of take a different slant on it, kind of talk about how I felt playing this game as a kid and comparing it to yeah. how I feel now. Yeah, you idea. talked about it, believe, yeah. on the podcast before. Yeah, yeah. It sounds good. I'm interested. Mm. Uh, yeah, my my video on. Uh, Un Indian Stans Leville will be out this week as Great. well. Uh, I I need to record the the audio after this actually, so I'll do that. And also, I will probably be doing a theme month for September. But after the the snafu that was your license and me only putting out one video, I won't name it or commit to it yet. But there will be a Guess theme the in theme. my September videos. Yeah. It'll be quite obvious Tetris. from the first one. No, <laughs> definitely not. Let's see. Uh, yeah, other than that then, I guess we should wrap up, say the usual things. You can find us on Twitter at TMACast. You can find Tom at Parry 11 and myself, respectively, at Game Boyle. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Tom and Matt Attack. You can also listen to this podcast in a variety of places, such as tommattack.com forward slash podcast, blastprocess.com, and also on them iTunes and them Stitchers. While you're in iTunes, why not give us a cheeky rate and subscribe? Let's us know you're still listening and that you care about the podcast. Um, Tom, when was that? You will be in EGX again? I think I'm pretty certain it's the 20th of September, but I'll confirm that somewhere on one of these medias. (laughs) So if you go into that, let Tom know. He can meet up with you. Maybe I'll try and be there as well, but I I doubt it actually. We're moving pretty soon after, so money is tight for those kind of things. But let's see. I'll I'll see what I can make happen. Maybe there's some movie magic. Maybe I'll come to crew. Um, More than welcome. Yeah, it's it's also worth uh, wishing you, Tom Parry, a very happy birthday, <laughs> oh, happy because birthday. that will that will be between this podcast and Thank the next you. one. Yeah. So no worries. Yeah. Yeah, sixth of September. Exactly. If you want the, to send me a birthday the, card. 
the date I will always remember, because as Tom Parry has morosely told me once or twice, the date of Princess Diana's funeral. Was it? I've, it yeah, was. Well, I've said that before, haven't I? Yeah, it felt like it was. You have. I, I, You've seen, said that many yeah, a time that no one came to your birthday party yeah. because they were all watching the, the Diana funeral. That's quite depressing. <laughs> yeah, did I ever tell you one year, like one of the first years you told me that, I really wanted everyone here in Denmark to buy you a single of Elton John's Candle, Candle in the Wind. wind. I bet but we never them, got around to it. A few of them knocking around charity shops, aren't I they? reckon so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but well, that's how it goes. On cassette. Anyways. Yeah. Oh man, I'm gonna buy. I'm I'm gonna buy you a cassette of that for your birthday. Uh, now there you go. It'll be, you uh, I think you'll be able to get it for a penny or two. Probably. <laughs> Anyways, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Uh, yeah, if you're listening, let us know. Yeah. The usual places I've just mentioned. And until next week, then I guess it is time to say happy birthday to Tom Parry and game on Thanks to the rest game. of you. Yeah, game on. Have a good one. Game on. Mm-hmm.